The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. See, and this is the funny word, because we say criticism. Criticism has a negative connotation to it, because what's the difference between criticism and feedback? It's just an interpretation in the end. Or you could say criticism is done for a negative uh, outcome. So I can say one thing to you, and you could experience it as feedback, or you could experience it as a criticism. Yeah. It also depends on how the person offers it, right? In a way that, hey, I want to check in with you. Uh, I have something to share. It's been on the back of my mind. Do you feel openness? And the other person might say, I'm not sure what I'll be saying yes to. Give me some context. I would say (laughs) we don't get to decide how the other person experiences it. What we get to do is we get to make it as impersonal as we can so that it's less likely Mm. that they need to say, hey, you're attacking me. It's a wonderful chaos. And the atheist pray? It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. We're going to discuss criticism. And we're going to discuss criticism and how to deal with it, the do's and don'ts. The craziness of people thinking they're helping you when they're actually criticizing you. So for anyone that has any questions, the way to deal with someone criticizing you is just say, fuck you and your judgments. Yeah, exactly. And then you won't have any friends and then no one will criticize you anymore. That's a great result, Bambos. Uh, You know, the thing that I would love to do with the criticism is that I'm often looking at things. I, I, I use something, a tool that's called the Harrison Assessment. And the Harrison Assessment is uh, basically working off of paradox theory. Yeah. And the paradox being two things that appear to be uh, contradictory, but they're in actuality complementary. It's a really amazing assessment, by the way. Like Andy used to do these. For, I don't know if you still do them. Yeah, I did them yesterday. I do them all the time. Nice. The so what D- Dan Harrison is the man's name. I thought I'd bring him on, but he's always feeling so so proper. I, I I'm scared to bring him on and use the you know like our my normal language with him. But so the the thing is about the Harrison, which I love, and and you know I've discussed using an X and a Y axis. Yeah, horizontal is the X and vertical is the Y. But and he he uses this X Y axis and he lays and plots out. On the x-axis, he uses the term open and reflective, right? This is for self-identity. So it would be the x-axis is open and reflective, and the y-axis is certain. So if you think about it, to what degree is someone open against how certain they are? And what, what I've found is if I look at that graph and I see someone, and people are usually mapped very very near to their real behavior. You can predict how one is going to behave when someone says, hey, I don't think you did that well. Mm. 
And and of course, if somebody, right, if we take the x-axis, so we do the open, the open and reflective, if someone has a really high score open and reflective, and they have a very low score in their certainty, mm-hmm. then they're going to be punishing themselves. They're going to be thinking that like they're not good enough because they're not certain. They'll be uncertain, unconclusive. Mm-hmm. Unconclusive. Yeah. If somebody has a high certainty, right? And a low open, then you can certainly expect for them to be defensive because they're certain and they're not open to anything. Yeah. So so what I've seen in my life is that if I'm mapping and seeing myself on that map, the sweet spot the sweet spot is when you're open and and certain. I know what I know and I'm totally open to seeing it some differently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a hard balance because a lot of people, in my experience, res- they, they often, they have a hard time either being certain because they think you can't be certain about anything. So they live in a, a little bit of a gray zone or they're so, op- you know, or, or they're so certain and not open and reflective that they get really easily defensive. It's very difficult to have a conversation. Yeah. And if you look at, if, so if we're mapping, for instance, a lot of what we see in the U.S. right now. What we're seeing in the U.S. often when it gets to this identity politics is people very certain, so a high certainty score, in an in a low open and reflective score. Yeah. So they're not really. So if I say to you, "Hey, um, there's something in your logic that's off," then no one says, "Really? What do you What do you see?" <laughs> Immediately, it jumps to, uh, it, "You know, no, no, you're just, you just say that because you're liberal, like that, or you're you just say that because you're conservative." Can we not go into politics? Well, I do that because it's easiest to think to the thing to take it a little bit step further beyond just that. It would be we're talking about identity. So in, in that in that moment when one has shaped an identity about themselves and then that identity is confronted, that's often experienced as criticism and that's when we'll see a defensive reaction. <sighs> so the stronger the identity, the more likely that you'll see that people react uh, reactively to some sort of feedback. Yeah. So... You are getting a, quite a lot criticized um, about how you are perceived to be treating Bambos on the show. Yeah, yeah. So how is that for you? I could care less. Uh, what, what I see is this, is that I always want to check in with you. And you do. Because what one says is for me, their, their incapacity. <laughs> so I hear not the feedback i hear where are they unable to see themselves and what assumptions are they making about our relationship yeah now that's one thing so that's where that's where i'm certain so so that we go back to the certain we go back to that the xy axis i was speaking about nice. but where am i open and reflective i say listen it's feedback all feedback is important so then i go back to you and i ask you how you're experiencing it and it's really weird because because we've been interacting for many years, yeah, uh, I often also have the question: To what degree do we see ourselves in how we how we are actually behaving? But in all honesty, I am sensitive. Yeah, and if I felt like if I felt you were diminishing me in any way. Yeah, I can't say, Andy, because also in our relationship, 
in a way, I've also invited you to diminish me at points in my life because if I would be getting triggered, then it's something for me to work on, right? Well, you, we would say diminish you. And when you say diminish it's, you- It's in quotes. It, no, no, no. I don't even want to use the word because that'll confuse the people that are there. Oh, I, I would, because now we make it personal. There is behavior. The behavior has consequences. If you're not aware of the consequences, then actually you don't have an opportunity to change the behavior. So if you say, I would help support you when you're that when there's behavior that isn't serving you or that you're not aware of. Yeah. And then somebody watching will say, well, he's diminishing him because they feel like, well, hey, the way you're, I'm engaged, they might not like my style, who knows, but the way that I'm engaging it, they don't understand that actually it's supporting you to see that there's something else, that there's a better way or whatever. And the same would be true vice versa, right? Yeah. So, and and in some ways, um, you know, it's, things evolve. I mean, when we talked earlier, there was time when we were doing the show when, when you, when we would often mention that there was you were you would freeze, yeah, and and, and we'd uh, use the term freeze, or you would use the term straight face, or straight face, yeah, and um and uh and then I think as we as I as I began to grow and allow myself again to stay open, and then hear what other people were doing and then sensing what was going on as far as I could with you, I said, oh, I, I, I'm only now seeing that this is a trauma response, or at least now I, I can see how it would be a trauma response. And then you see, we evolved our relationship there. Yeah, definitely. So that would be a moment where, where I would say, see, and this is the funny word, because we say criticism, criticism has a negative connotation to it. And I'd like to see, because what's the difference between criticism and feedback? It's just an interpretation in the end. Or you could say criticism is done in order to to uh, to lessen one's, uh, uh, or, or to, to, what do you say, purposely done for a negative, uh, for a negative uh, outcome. So I can say one thing to you and you could experience it as, as, as feedback or you could experience it as... Um, as a criticism. Yeah. Yeah. It also depends on how the person offers it, right? In a way that, hey, I want to check in with you. Uh, I have something to share. It's been on the back of my mind. Do you feel openness? Uh, and the other person might say, I'm not sure what I'll be saying yes to. Give me some context. Yeah. Okay. But you're getting into this. For me, that's another step of this talk. Ah, That's a big one. It is a big one. And it could be the whole. So we're talking about the technique or the approach to how one would give feedback in a way that it would be most likely that the other person re- wouldn't resist it. But then it wouldn't be criticism, right? Well, let's, you know, you know, I would say <laughs> we don't get to decide how the other person experiences it. Yeah. What we get to do is we get to make it as, and this is a word that I'll use and we're going to talk about on our next show, as impersonal as we can so that it's less likely that Mm. they need to say, hey, you're attacking me. Mm. And that's always how I want to operate in life, if I can, yeah. Uh, Last night, we had a shoot yesterday um, with my two wonderful colleagues. And uh, towards the end of the evening, I was about to sit down in uh, in my Zen mode last night, and I got a message from one of my colleagues, and she said, hey, I just want to let you know there were a couple. I really enjoyed our session. There was something that happened during the shoot. I didn't like this, this, and this. Okay. 
um, but it was a bit loaded. Okay. And there was a lot of judgment, and and I realized it's end of the day. She's tired, and she's she's she doesn't want to sleep with that, but she's kind of offloading it, it. Yeah, yeah. In a message, and not really having a conversation with me. So I'm like, I love you, and I can't deny there's a lot of judgment in this message. Uh huh. And I'd love, I'd really love to hear you. And and at the same time, I'm going to bed now. But just to give something back to you, send it again. Make it about yourself. And then I'm really open to talk about this or ask me a curiosity question and discover what was behind my actions. And again, I told her, I love you. And I'm also happy that you bring it forward. Thank you for your trust. Oh, wow. And we decided we're going to meet and talk about it tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Why right. do you say, well, Oh, I'm, I'm processing. Cause I mean, you know, w- when you do something, I also know, that we've had a lot of interactions through the years around these topics. So I can't help but think, oh, you you pulled out some things from our handbook, right? Mm. The, um, this, this is like Andy speaking from me. This- it, it, Ronnie, you know what Ronnie <laughs> told me this morning? Like she was listening to something and she says, um, uh, Bambos is really starting to sound like you. Fuck. <laughs> and she said something that I always say that she said she started hearing you say. What's that? Um, I see you in there. Ronnie, you there? What's the thing that, that, <laughs> that I always say that you hear Bambo saying now? Oh, you always say, you know me. You know me. So I, I always say, you know me. How? So she said she started to hear well, so you saying say, that. You know me. I and do? You, and you, yeah. yeah. You start saying it, Bambo, so you know me. No, I thought it was something else. You, the you know me, it doesn't really. Well, mean. I don't know. I, I heard her play it back for me. So <sighs> now whenever I say that, I'm going to think of me and then I'm going to think of you. Oh, shit. You know me, Bambo. So I'm always doing that. You know me, you know, whatever it is I'm saying. <laughs> <sighs> so there, there haven't been any, so com- I, I, there haven't been any comments. Did she respond the to that though? She, did yeah, she yeah, res- she did. And what did she say? She saw, she saw what I was saying that, it, that it, there, there was judgment. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, she she said she's gonna process it. Wow! And and she also this morning we uh, we were gonna call a little bit, and she said we're very aligned in. It's better to sit down in person and talk about these things than I don't want to hold this on and just throw it in a message. Yeah. And I, I think I think if you want to call it the reflection I gave back to her is also when I feel loaded, I'll write it down in my journal and I'll sit with it for two or three days sometimes because Mm. I know the first uh, moment when something comes up for me, it's reactive. Yeah. And I need a few days and in a few days, I still want to talk about it. It won't be loaded and it won't be reactive. It will be more reflective and constructive. Yeah. And I, I call it the 72-hour rule. Do you have a 72-hour rule? I've implemented it. It's like whenever I need to make a, a serious decision, yeah. like uh, changing tickets or whatever, g- give me three days and I'll get wow. back to you. And it's not that I don't have the answer, but the answer sometimes is a bit bled with, yeah, yeah. with reactivity. Yeah, I can see that. I can see. Yeah, I, I, what I've noticed, I think as you speak, I'm reflecting how I see myself deal with those same situations. And I've seen myself, um, I respond quicker in those moments nowadays with 
with more lightness mm. because um, because of how I I don't know what it is in it, but what I started to see was the longer I wait with something and then come back with it, then it kind of drags this sort of it becomes something. Mm. So I found that if someone says you know, I'm angry, 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 angry about whatever they're angry about. I say, oh, you know, first of all, it sucks that you have to feel that. And then... No, it's more It's more for myself. Mm. If it's the other person, I'm not going to let them cook for three days. No, but they. But in this case, did the person accuse you of something? Of behaving a certain way that they didn't like? Or what was the... Oh, yeah, yeah. And... and we said we would talk, but because we already um, set an intention. Yeah, I would have done the same, by the way. Yeah. I would have said, it sucks that you feel that way. Let's talk about it next time we're together. Like, I wouldn't have even said any, like, I would have left it like kind of that simple for the same reasons you did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because I, I agree with you. Like, as soon as someone is in a spin in their head telling a story and, and, and revalidating it, like, Anything you do at that moment is looked at in light of that spin and you can't interact with them. So the more you write, it's the more that they can take out of context and use against you. Yeah. But also a message, a text, always is someone's going to project something onto it. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. I was telling someone I worked with once I said, hey, you know, the less you give context for what you're writing, they're always going to interpret and it's never going to be in your favor. <laughs> and, he, and he looked at me and he said, like, years later, he quoted that back to me. I now know, Andy, they're never going to look in my favor. I, I think that's also in your Wounded Healer. Oh, is it? With, with the woman that left the, uh, the, the session. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're always going to interpret it. It'll never be in your favor. Beautiful. Yeah. So the... um. So I, I, I'd also like to go into like that skill of giving the feedback, which maybe experiences criticism. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say that there's something that we're seeing that we believe isn't benefiting the other person, but we're making an assumption there. Hmm. And I think the the greatest one of the greatest flaws of an individual is to think that they know better for that individual than they know for themselves. So I, I really check myself at the door and very infrequently will I tell a person, this is what you should do. I'd say, this is the behavior. This is what I'm noticing. And this is what I've experienced myself in the past. So what you do is sort of is your decision, mm. but do keep in mind that I at least see this liability or risk or possibility. Yeah. And, and what I've seen is that in that way, it's not really criticism as much as, a reflection on what my experiences showed me without it needing to be even subtly or indirectly a jibe. And I think in criticism, it's like, or let's just say feedback again, I don't want to distinguish those too much, but when I'm sharing something with another, then I always want them to see what makes it important for me to share it so that they don't think that it's coming out of nowhere. And then they have to interpret it. Gotcha. And, uh, and yeah, that's been a, it's very subtle, though. I, I'm trying to think if I had to give rules, you know, the typical, what are the three things you watch out for with giving feedback? Three points. Yeah. I mean, the, the first point, if there was going to be a point, would be that you have to distinguish uh, to what degree is this something you want or is it what that other person may want? Mm. And I think the way that people do that today is what you'll see as we joked about it earlier, as we say, um, are you open for feedback? Yeah. 
And then, and then the other person, it's almost hard for them to say no to that. So in a weird way, it's not really comfortable from the start. Because if you're saying open, if you're open for feedback, all of a sudden, it's almost like if you say no, you're a jerk. Mm. So, and, and, and I'm always, when, I, when I'm seeing things, I'll always want to give a little bit more context. Like I saw some th- things on the show that I'd love to share, but I don't know where you are, if you're even looking for any kind of support or anything. But I had some ideas if, you're, if, if it works for you. And I know I'm making a lot of assumptions. So I don't even know if it's it, uh, so I almost I want to diminish what I'm going to say to them because there's so many assumptions I'm going to be making that I don't want them to feel like I'm also thinking I know what's better for them. I almost yeah. want to diminish it as much as I can. Mm. Yeah. And always, as you know, we always talk about context, w- the way to give feedback in one context may be totally different than another one, and it may or may not be appropriate. You know, like sometimes if, and, and it's, and, and, and that's, they'll often do these, you know, these sort of personality type tests or Meyer Briggs or whatever these things are where you see some people like to be told things directly and some people don't. So if we assume I'm direct, everyone should accept the way I give, share my feedback, then all of a sudden we're blind to the fact that we're the one that's triggering them mm. where a, if we interacted with them differently, then they would be more open and receptive to, uh, to what we had to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's a little bit, there, there is a practice in the authentic relating, right? Okay. Um, we did it together. It's like the Aikido. Yeah. Uh, and you can use that to even diffuse someone's anger, but also if someone comes to you with feedback, how to really listen well, let's let's do it. So let's um, let's try it. What would be a good example so we can actually do it right now? Uh, so you can be someone that's upset. I know you you're really good at that, mm-hmm. and you want to give me feedback. Okay. Um, Bambos, you know, I spent a, a, a good two hours with you. Give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. Uh, okay. Uh, one time they did this in a workshop that we were giving together. And uh, it, it was so funny because everyone in the room believed. I believed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't make it easy, but. Uh... <laughs> you told me not to, so I did what you asked me to. <laughs> good. Um you know, I, I did a, we spent two hours and I must say, I'm looking at the photos I got and I don't find any of them good. In fact, I, I can't use any of these for my website. None of them are representative of anything that I want to be showing to the world. Mm. Is there anything else? No. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any clue like why I, I like I, I could pay you, but I'm going to pay you for something I'm not going to use. Oh, uh, like then there's no payment and then you don't have to use the photos also. Oh, and we could also um, look at what didn't go well. You know, I don't want to look at what didn't go well. I mean, you know, I, I gave you two hours. Look at what you gave me. Okay, so what would be a solution that you would feel comfortable with? I mean, you know, I, I first, I certainly want my money back. Oh, that that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, then, like it's then, already done. Then, then, then I'll, I'll then I'll get, take my money and then we just won't work together again. That was it. 
you, you took it to an example which uh i by the way like let's go for it we'll go through this one and then we'll play it out okay and then and then we can reevaluate so i was the most unreasonable person in the world right now mm -hmm. and you actually for me like like every because i was one of those people and you know those people i know them they don't want to find any middle ground yeah so in essence, they're just critical and they only want to be validated. They only, in fact, the only way that you would get that guy off your case if, is if you said to him, listen, I'm a horrible photographer. I've never shot a good photo in my life. I'm sorry. I wasted your time. I should stop doing this for work. You know, that's what they want to hear. Yeah. Like that's the only thing. And if you said that, then they would leave. And sometimes I might even say that to someone like for whatever reason, if I was in my own work. Okay. But but okay, so now go back to what you're going to say. You said that that was too far, and and what? Oh, uh, I, like <sighs> criticism, feedback. It was a, it was an okay example. I, I felt um, how do we how do we make sure that you feel listened? Because now you went to the extreme that there's no space for even a conversation, and yeah. the relationship is gone. Yeah. But how do we how how do we, the examples where there there is still possibility for relationship? And for exploring, well, I would even go back to that guy because the guy that we just you were just speaking with, yeah. Because the more unreasonable they are, the more they want to be heard, the more they feel unseen, yeah. So what I would tend to do is I would actually amplify the fact they're not being seen. I hear that this is really even if I give you the money, I hear there's still a lot of things there that are still. Uh, not ha that that are that you're struggling with in regards to me. So how I, I know I can't do anything with the photography, but I just want to acknowledge that I, I that I see that, and I'm sorry for whatever that might have caused. Yeah, you, you completely waste my time. Yeah, I understand that, and I, I listen. I uh, you know I, I do this work, and sometimes it doesn't work out. So I'm really uh, all I can say is I'm sorry. So how do I get compensated for my time? I mean, I, I can't pay. I and can't I, and pay. I didn't, and I didn't meet my deadline. Yeah, well. I, that I can't, I mean, I can do everything I can in terms of giving you another photo shoot and taking care of that. But what I can't do is I can't pay every person who's not happy with my service, the money that they would otherwise earn. That would be not a business. Yeah. But, uh, mm. yeah. Sorry that that uh, went this way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. But that, that guy is that guy, right? Yeah. There's nothing you're going to get from them. No. And in terms of relationship. And, and you also like, the way this was going, mm. it, it's also a relationship that you want to leave it on good terms as to the best of your ability. Yeah, because they'll go back and write and, everything. And, and not want to work with them. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah, because they, they'll go on, you know, everything to negatively write your reviews and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, the one thing that I'm wondering that when, um, so, because uh, you and I, it's hard for you and I to, to do this because we do it naturally now. You know, we saw a guest the other day. We, I remember we were with Thomas Haida. And if you saw Thomas Haida, like he was very much similar to how you and I would accept feedback. I don't know if you remember how we were doing it. We would play with Thomas, you know, very intellectual. He's written eight books. He has a very strong knowledge. And then um, and then some point on the show, remember when I said, Thomas, that's nonsense. Remember that, that yeah. on the show? And then Thomas laughed and said, yeah, I know, but what what's what's your point? You know, like like that's the that's the non-identified non-identified space of looking for open feedback. Right? That, that podcast was insane. Yeah? It is yeah. Insane in what way? It's a mind twist. 
Okay. Yeah, well, he Com- that's... Completely. I don't know if you read his bio afterwards, but he actually writes um, in his uh, in, in one of his posts, he says, I purposefully write in a way that forces the reader to challenge their way of thinking. So he says, I could write it more commercially or more accessibly, but by doing so, I'm diminishing the point I'm trying to make. So he actually is sticking to his his way of communicating because he he understands that it's through those words that people can have the uh, have the awareness that he's looking to uh, to to share, mm. which I thought was really quite sweet. Um, but getting back to the criticism thing, um, I would say the first point is vulnerability. So if one isn't vulnerable when they're actually sharing what they're observing with another, I didn't want to use the word feedback or criticism. I'd say what they're observing. Because if you share what you're observing, then it's not like you're holding it as a belief. Yeah. Um, it's normally the observation interwined with a judgment or a projection. Yeah. And, and, and I think most people that do it are unaware that they're doing it. Yeah. And that's when they're actually, when I think they're meddling in other people's lives, but they're not taking any responsibility for their own, uh, their own call it their own belief system or their own interpretation of events. It's it's actually quite irresponsible if you look at it. If I tell you what I think you're doing and I project onto you and then undermine your confidence, undermine your your uh, your thinking processes because I'm insecure by something you're doing, then what I'm actually doing is I'm not taking any responsibility for my feelings. And you're not showing yourself. Not showing myself. And then I'm using that as a means of pushing you down and making you smaller. Yeah, so you feel uncomfortable and you're projecting that I'm the cause of the discomfort. Yes. So in a way, make me smaller so you don't feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's what I think that that's the, call it this, if we look at it as a loop, that's the loop that's happening often in relationships and people is that a one person makes another feel uncomfortable. The person that's felt, that's feeling uncomfortable does is not aware that it's their issue. And then they're blaming the other person for it. I, I, I read something this yeah. morning. I made a screen. What, what was it? I made a screenshot. Of it. it says, "My wife and I got into the habit of asking each other, do you want comfort or solutions?' Uh, when the other was having a bad day, uh, the one sentence, this one sentence, can save us from an argument nine out of ten times. <laughs> that is, I so love it. Oh, good comfort or solution." <laughs> Oh, that is so good. Yeah. Do you want comfort or solutions? <laughs> I saved that one because it normally, especially when you're in a relationship, it's so easy to want to give your lover a yeah. solution. Like, like, at least that's the go-to for most men. Yeah. We want to solve the feminine. And most of the time, they just want love. Mm. Iris. Iris said... How do you react to these people for your last from your last example? And so let's say the last example. Which was the last example? The, the people that project. Yeah, the people that project. Oh, so the people that project there. So if you read The Wounded Healer, it can be very drastic or it can be subtle. The most drastic is deal with your own shit and then we can talk. But please take responsibility for your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be the most drastic. So Bambos gave that example earlier. I also, in the Wounded Healer book, because I 
was feeling so weak and so exhausted when someone asked me if I was open to feedback, I could already tell they were judging me. And I said, no, it was the first time in my life um, uh, that, uh, that I said, no. No, no, you said, fuck you and your judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I said, fuck you and your judgment. Such a beautiful, like, I have to say that was one of my favorite chapters. And it was one of the chapters I was most insecure to put in the book because, you know, as as you know, I'm not trying to portray my, I'm I'm sharing it as it was and how uh, it was for me. Chapter 13. Chapter 13. Page 65. (laughs) Oh no, we're not reading it. No, we're not reading it. It's like three pages. But um, but the but that wouldn't be the appropriate way in general because that then because also no after I said that I also was totally vulnerable. I cried and I shared with that person how hard it is to be open to someone who's judging you and at the same time not taking responsibility. So I I and, I, I, portray, and, and I let them see that and don't look at you with love and compassion. Yeah. And so, and so that was, that was just to close that loop because I don't want it to be left there because then it doesn't portray the actuality yeah, yeah. of that event. Yeah. I, I'm also always questioning in my own self, is this a person I want to stay in connection with? Yeah. Okay. But don't go there too quick. Cause... And it doesn't mean I'm going to leave it in a bad way. No, no, I got it. But stay, that's a great question. But let's assume for the moment, because Edith asks here, so when one does it, right? I wanted to at least try to answer that question for how does, how is one way or uh, several ways of reacting? And that was one way, but I would, I'd like to venture on the other way. So someone is projecting onto you and that projection has judgment and they're presenting it as criticism. And then, so the only thing that I've known or, or continue to practice in my own life is that if someone projects onto me, I'm not going to fight that projection because if I fight it and defend it, it'll only make them firmer in their belief. Yeah. So, so I don't fight a projection. I'd say, yes, I, I see that you feel that way. I can imagine why you'd feel that way. I, uh, I, yeah, I'm sorry you feel that way, whatever it is. And, and I don't even say it condescending. It's really, if that's the way they feel, that's the you way take, they feel. You take their perspective seriously. And then, I, and then from there, I would navigate. I would at least say uh, things like, it depends on what they've accused me of or what they're projecting onto me. But uh, uh, then I would even ask, well, listen, uh, what I would sometimes do is, is if it's a really strong projection with a lot of beliefs, then I'll, I'll say, listen, I'm sorry you feel it. And, I, and I'll mention or suggest that I know or I hear that there's so many beliefs that as far as I see it, there's no reason to even to discuss this because I don't hear you're open to anything. So I'll, I'll basically hold them accountable to the fact that they're not in any way reflecting on their own judgment. Yeah. And, and sometimes they're like, yeah. And then I'm like happy to move away. And then they'll say, well, I am. I say, well, then I'll, I'll really want them open. So I'll say, are you really open or are you just saying that? Like, cause, cause I don't want to have the discussion if I don't feel for a moment that we really have a chance to maybe look at this whole thing differently. And maybe I'll spend five minutes before I'd even say a word because creating that openness, I don't take it for granted. Just because someone says they're open doesn't actually mean they're open. Oh yeah. So, so I'll really ask to the point where they, they have to become aware that there are assumptions that they've made in the statements that they've come to me, to me with, Mm. for instance. Nice. And so, and from there, that's when I, so, so it's like first trust, there has to be trust, no trust, 
no reason to proceed. When trusts exist, then um, then I would then sometimes ask a question. So I know you seem to think that I did this and that was intended to to um, to create a, um, a a relationship with you. But actually, I just liked you and I didn't realize that that was going to be the consequence. Yeah, but you should have known when you go out with a girl and you look her in the eyes and you stare, her, that's an automatic assumption someone makes. Mm. You know, I, I, yes, I can see why you would say that. But for me, I can also see that I actually do love connection with people. And, uh, and although it may have felt that way, it wasn't necessarily my intention. So I'm sorry, because I do see that that was the consequence and it wasn't really what, what, what I intended. Yeah, but 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 that's the the reaffirming. You have to know. You have to know. So that's where the other person's identity is stuck in a, perce- a perception of right and wrong. Yeah, and you never win that argument, right? Yeah, you, beliefs. It's belief system, of course. So, and then I will at least uh, start pointing that out softly, what, whatever it is. You know, I would I would point that out to direct as directly as I can without without making it an assault on their belief system. Yeah. I, I, it is. I hope that helps you understand yeah, how says, we navigate mm, it. Yeah, I like the way of reacting. Thank you. Yeah, great. Nice. So that was that. Okay. So where else can we take this? Well, I mean, I have a hundred things. I mean, the whole the whole thing of of criticism to begin with is basically a meditation for me. There's also the other part. Like sometimes people might be reacting to something that they are experiencing with you. And even though their words, I'm talking about my past self, my words might might not have been always uh, concrete. Uh-huh. There was definitely something that I was experiencing that I couldn't put words to. And it, so it, back then, it, I would create a lot of confusion around myself. And in our time together, I managed to put words to and go back and talk about things that I might have left a bit open. So the, sometimes the chrism is actually something there for us to look at. Okay, so uh, help and, me, and, how, how did you get there? Because I said criticism is a meditation or, or so wh- well, where I'm did also, you make the connection? I'm also giving it on the other way. Like sometimes someone might criticize us, right? And it might be hard for us. So I'm talking about the receiver now. Okay. So the, you, the question that you might have is, oh, what are they seeing in me right now that I'm not seeing? And and, yeah. and try to learn from it, even though it might be difficult in that moment to receive it, just because they're coming at us a little bit charged. Yeah, but w- so that's that would be something that we would both do all the time. Yeah, but w- so what? What's your point then? Oh, the point is we've talked about how to deal with someone that that's criticizing, but also how to receive it. We haven't really talked oh, about that. Nice. Like not to completely exclude it. Yeah. Because in the end, everyone has a perspective to something that we might not be seeing. And it goes again to that graph of being. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I thought we addressed it on the on the beginning of the show. Well, now we're giving examples. Good, good. So the X axis would be how open and reflective am I? And then the Y axis would be how certain am I? Yeah. And so if we say in this case. As a receiver. As the receiver, yeah. So what what I'm always doing when I'm receiving any kind of feedback or criticism is that I'm always listening to it and still say being certain. 
So I'm certain and I'm open and reflective. So if a person is criticizing me, but they're not someone that has any clue of what I'm really trying to do in my life, or they're not clear on what our relationship is, they're or not asking questions. they're not asking questions. So I, I'm going to listen to them knowing that that's their background, but not dismissing that they also might have a point. Mm. And that's, so, it, you know, you laughed because I, when I called you after I got the feedback that I was a Nazi um, to you, then you were like, Andy, why are you calling me about this? Remember, you were like, you were like, almost, are you insecure? Like, it was almost like, well, <laughs> you, you, you know, you were like, really, like, almost like, Andy, this is not, you know, I don't know what you were, what, what your uh, thoughts yeah. were, but you, it was almost like I heard in your voice, like, Andy, are you calling me because you're insecure? And I'm like, no, because this is an opportunity for us to reflect. If someone feels like there's something going on, why wouldn't we take the opportunity to ask? Mm. And that's where I feel the balance exists. If you want to give Andy constructive feedback, please do. Please do. But do it from the, I'm, I make you feel this way in your stomach. <laughs> Love you all. And we will see you soon. Yes. All the best. We're going to do it on A, a Wonderful, wonderful Chaos. Chaos. It's A Wonderful Chaos. We like it that.